You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My special guest today is Edgar and Seamus Award-nominated author David Rosenfeld. Inviting David back to the show. Uh, he'll be talking to us today about his recent released book, Lessons from Terra, Life Advice from the World's Most Brilliant Dog. So we're going to be interested to hear about that book and all of his writing and all the activities he's got going on. So it's always a fun time talking to David about all the wonderful writing he does. So everybody just hang tight. We're going to come back right after these commercial breaks. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. And joining me now is author David Rosenfeld. David, welcome to the show. Thanks. Nice to be here. Oh, great to have you back on here. Congratulations on another success. Lessons from Tara. Tell us a, a little bit about the book. It's, uh, I wrote a book about four years ago called Dog Tripping, which was about our trip from California to Maine with 25 dogs on three RVs. Right. And in it, I, I put quite a bit of stuff about rescues that we've made over the years and what they've meant to us and, and what it was like in California rescuing dogs. And there was readers sort of told me that they wanted more of that. So I, I so Lessons from Tara is like a sort of a sequel to Dog Tripping Without the Trip. And it's about our experiences in rescue and what we've learned from our descent into dog lunacy. <laughs> and you have to remind all the listeners that what is your grand total up to right at the moment? Well, actually, right now we're at a historic low. We have 18 dogs in our house. <laughs> um, and the reason it's so low, actually, is because we live in Maine now, and there's just not a rescue problem here. I mean, it's remarkable. So we only rescue, uh, you know, dog, like we, we got a blind golden a couple of months ago, and, you know, if the dog is epileptic or very old, if the shelter's can't place them, then then they come to our house. There you go. Isn't that amazing? And I think we may have talked about this, but what have you found out? I mean, obviously, California, the situation there is much different than Maine. And then I'm in Atlanta in the south, which is totally different. Obviously, we do a, a fair share of uh, moving animals to the northeast. But talk to us, first of all, about that dynamic. Then we'll delve back into the book. Well, if you're about New England, I, I really can't explain it. I mean, it's just, but it's remarkable. There's a whole different mindset. I mean, everybody has a dog, and they're just, I mean, the, the shelters, you could take 10 shelters in Maine, and you wouldn't get as many dogs as any one of L.A. County shelters in California. I mean, it's just, it's a whole different mindset. And, I mean, I did a, a benefit for a rescue group in New Hampshire a few months ago, and they bring 40 dogs a week up from South Carolina, and they're all spoken for before they get here. And these are dogs that would not have survived down there. So it's, it's really amazing. That is incredible. So do you think it's more of uh, the number of animals per household, or is it more the uh, education for, like, spay and no, neutering, these type so. of things? Um, I mean, I think the spaying and neutering is better here, but I, I'm not sure about that. 
but it's no, it's a mindset towards how people feel about their animals. I mean, in California, in Southern California, you know, people we had people turn in nine, ten-year-old golden, a uh, nine-year-old golden retriever because the dog could no longer keep up with the guy when he went jogging. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a different mindset, and it's sort of counterintuitive because here, like most people hunt. But when it comes to dogs, they're just, you know, it's, it's a different world. In California, we, you know, we would have 25 dogs in our house and workmen would come in and, you know, it would be like a deer caught in the headlights. And here in Maine, people come in like it's another day at the office. I mean, it's like, it's a whole different attitude. That's right. You only have 18? Come on. There's a room for at least yeah. six more. Yeah. Oh, we, have more <laughs> we had 25 when we moved there. <laughs> uh, well, tell us a little bit more about the book Lessons from Terra. I know you said it was a compilation of what you learned from this trip, the long uh, cross-country trip. Yeah, more about what we learned from our do- from rescuing dogs over time and having the dogs. And most of it is funny. Most of it is, you know, how do you sleep? You learn how to sleep in a, in a bed with a Mastiff, a Bernese Mountain Dog, a Great Pyrenees, and three laps, which is what <laughs> we do every night. But, this, you know, there's some serious stuff. There's some... Uh, you know what? Ha- you know, I mean, these dogs die. You know, and, and we rescue seniors, so if we get them when they're ten years old, you know, we lose them pretty fast, and you sort of have to learn how to handle that. So um, it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, when you talk about lessons, pick a lesson that maybe you didn't know before you started writing the book, or before you uh, start getting uh, obviously even deeper into rescue. Well, it's too late for me now, but I've learned that if, you, if you're a young guy and you want to meet women, rescuing dogs is the way to go. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I used to, when when I first got married, my wife had this great dog, Tara, the one who started us on this descent. And um, I used to take her, take the dog for a walk and we'd sit at Starbucks and women would come over to me and talk. Right? This is not something that usually happens to me. So, it, it, and then if you, and then when you go to um, mobile adoptions with dogs that are up for adoptions, if you tell them you rescued a dog from death row, it's like, it, you know, it, it makes them think you're sensitive in some fashion, which again, never happened to me. Um, so while I'm now happily married and 130 years old, so it's too late for me, but I, I'm telling you, that's the way to go. It's a good lesson. Forget uh, the dating oh, sites. Yeah. Just get a dog oh, yeah. and, and get out there and mix it up. I, I like right. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to uh, take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll come back and continue our conversation with David Rosenfeld. Talk to him about his book, uh, Lessons from Tara, as well as his other writings. And I want to talk to him about the foundation as well. So everybody, just hang tight. Uh, you're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at PetLadyWorld. 
Hey everybody, this is Tim Link, the host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Got some exciting news for you here today. My audiobook is now available. Wagging Tails, Every Animal Has a Tail is now available in audiobook form through audible.com, amazon.com, and iTunes. It's a collection of 32 conversations I've had with the animals. It's a fun, interesting, heartfelt book that's suitable for all age groups. So everybody pick up a copy of the audiobook, Wagging Tails, Every Animal Has a Tail. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Here talking to award-winning author David Rosenfeld. Now, this book obviously is uh, the lessons you've learned and uh, going a little bit more into uh, what you learned about your cross-country trip and rescue, these type of things. But obviously, that is a much different departure from what you're uh, probably best known for, your mystery novels. Talk to us a little bit about the challenges or the ease of uh, writing a book like this compared to putting together one of your uh, fabulous mystery novels. Well, obviously, it's easier in that it's me talking. Okay, it's my. It's really my voice. Now, m- most of my mystery novels are part of an, a series with a lawyer named Andy Carpenter, and he's sort of my alter ego as well. So, so that's mostly my voice. But lessons from Tara and and dog tripping, which are nonfiction, are strictly my voice. So, you know, it's, I don't have to figure out where the story's going. You know, it's much easier to write this. The fiction requires much more imagination, obviously. But it's also, you know, when I write the nonfiction, which are the stories of my life, it's, I definitely feel closer to it. Like if I read a good review of it, I'm more pleased than if I read a good review of the fiction. Right. Because it is your life, just like you said, it is your life. How do you narrow down the stories? Because obviously, you know, I write a lot of nonfiction myself and uh, trying to, and a lot of storytelling and trying to narrow down which stories to tell and how much completion you put into each story or, you know, because you don't want to drag on, but yet you want to get the impact out there. What was your process of going through that? Well, like most of my writing, I wouldn't even say I had a process. You know, I wrote till it felt like it, it was, I had said enough about it. Like, I, there's a couple of places in the book which are more serious where, where I'm sort of, I try to avoid lecturing, but about, you know, rescuing senior dogs and what happens to them and so on. And, you know, I just did it until I thought I made my point. And then you moved on to the next one. Yes. Okay, uh, very and, good. There's only maybe, maybe 15 or 20% of the book is serious slash sad. The rest is, is hopefully funny. So by the time you got done with lessons from Tara, did you uh, feel you've gotten all you could say about the the topic yeah. in the lessons? Yeah. I've run out of, of what I know about dogs. That's for sure. I now, couldn't write a ten page book on it after that. <laughs> but now, so now you got to come to the south and do another dog tripping part too. I think. So well, we're I just did about. a tour actually, um, not in Atlanta. I was in among many places around the country. I and I was in Savannah and Raleigh and Ocala. So I was down, sort of down your way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The dynamic definitely in rescue here, being heavily involved in it myself, is much different, like you had mentioned, than in the Northeast or out on the West but Coast. There's great rescue groups down there. There really are. There are. And, yeah. you know, and you know, and I find that nationwide. You know, I, I, I've been rescue for you know, two decades at least now, and both running organizations as well as uh, volunteering. And uh, every town I go to for a, a speaking event, book signing, whatever it may be, I team up with a rescue. And I've seen it grow. And not only the 
number of rescue organizations out there, but sort of the, I don't know if I want to use the word quality, but how well they're organized. Wouldn't you say that's uh, increased and gotten much better? All the signings I do are benefits for rescue groups as well. So I meet a lot of them and they really have their act together. I mean, they're terrific. And there's a dog subculture among people around the country. That, that's remarkable. But if you ever checked out the, and you may have, the, when they ship dogs from down south up north, we got one one time. So I was on this email chain as they had this train going north. You know, I mean, I mean, from people will drive it for two hours, hand the dogs off for another two hours and so on. And they, it's like a military operation. I mean, they really have this stuff nailed down. Yeah, got it to a precision. I've got a, a couple of good friends of mine that uh, that do that type of work, you know, and it's a almost a weekly activity for them. Yeah. yeah. And they volunteer their time to do it. And it, it's amazing how, you know, trying to corral two little dogs that I have, let alone corral a whole bunch of rescue dogs and take them cross country is. It's a great thing that they do, though. I mean, because, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would think that most of the dogs that they bring north would have died in shelters. Otherwise, they wouldn't bring them. I mean, they, they clearly couldn't have been placed. And these dogs come and have great lives up here. It's a terrific thing they do. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the Terra Foundation and what's going on with that and how people can get involved or at least uh, be aware of what's happening. Yeah, there's not so much going on with it now. What happened was in, in California, we were re- volunteering in shelters, and it became too passive. So we started our own foundation. We called it the Terra Foundation, and we rescued about 4,000 dogs. And if a dog was too ill or old that we rescued to be placed at home, then they came home as our pet. So that's how we got so many. But since we moved to Maine, there's just no need for it. I mean, you know, we don't have to place dogs in homes. So what we really do is we, you know, the shelters here know us. And, and if, they, if they have a dog that's ill or old or whatever to the point where they can't place it, then those are the ones we take in. But once we take them in, unlike in California, once we take them in, that's it. There are dogs. There you go. Sounds great. All right, David, after everybody picks up a copy of Lessons from Tara, Life Advice from the World's Most Brilliant Dog, what do you hope the uh, main walkaway point is? What do you hope they get out of the book? I think, uh, obviously, in, in all my books, even in the mysteries, my main character runs a rescue foundation. And, you know, I try not to proselytize, although in Lessons from Tara I do. But I just want people to understand that, you know, let me put it this way. When I first, before I got involved in this, I naturally assumed that if a dog was in a shelter and you take it, then you're inheriting somebody else's problem. The dog wouldn't have been in the shelter if it didn't have a problem in the first place. And that's just a complete fantasy. And that's what I want people to understand, that, that rescuing a dog is not compromising in any way. You're not, you know, you're not taking a dog that somebody else rejected for any good reason. These dogs are great, and they deserve to be rescued. That's really what I want people to understand. Absolutely. Good message. Good message. All right, David, where can people find out more about you and pick up a copy of the book and keep track of all your wonderful activities? Well, they can pick up a copy of the book anywhere, any bookstore, Amazon or whatever. And, um, you know, I guess, that, you know, my website has some information. I don't pay quite as much attention to it as I should, but it, but it has any information people would need. All right, very good. And we'll share that with everybody out there and post it on your, on our site as well. Everybody pick up a copy of the book. Uh, you're going to have fun with it. It's going to be educational. It's going to be uh, heartfelt. Great job with it again, David. Thank uh, you. book's called Lessons from Tara, Life Advice from the World's Most Brilliant Dog, David Rosenfeld. David, thanks for coming back on the show. We look forward to hearing from you again real soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. 
also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making the show possible. And to find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show, you can visit PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Animal Rights icon, and download and listen to all the wonderful authors and writers that we've interviewed on the show. And while you're at it, be sure to check out all the wonderful hosts and shows on Pet Life Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for this show, please email me, Tim at PetLifeRadio.com. I'll be sure to answer your questions and entertain your comments and bring on the people you want to hear from most onto the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, article, or in a book. And who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.